The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Uh, the new text line here at 630 Chad is 780-496-0063. I had mentioned with Gord that I'm pretty much on social media anymore just for the dog videos and dog pictures. Thank you to Chedville. The amazing members of Chedville, Ron the Dog Whisperer, uh, Saskatchewan Shelley, and uh, Robert, uh, also known as a Jet Solver from for all of your pictures of your dogs coming in this afternoon, pass them on. I'm quite happy to take them. Um, we were talking about that because we were saying it's a bit of a distraction from everything that is going on. Tries to put a smile on your face when you're dealing with, when you're trying to keep up with everything that's been going on politically in this province. As you know, as we've been talking about on 630 Ched, Bill 22 is passed in the legislature on its third reading. The government introduced the bill on Monday, invoked time limits on all three stages of debate. Um, the bill terminates the contract of the province's election watchdog who was currently investigating, who was investigating the UCP for violations of election fundraising rules in 2017 in the 2017 leadership vote won by Jason Kenney had handed out like $200,000 in fines because of that NDP leader Rachel Notley argued there was a conflict of interest trying to keep up with it all as well and doing a better job at it because that's what he gets paid to do is Tom Vernon the provincial affairs reporter with Global News hi Tom Hi, can I can I talk about kitties? I mean, I, I'd love to talk about pets, and <laughs> it's been busy this week. Oh my goodness gracious! Like, take a look back over the four days, Tom. Have you ever seen anything like it? Uh, you know, with the opposition leader being thrown out of the house, with uh, this type of legislation going through so quickly, with um, you know letters from ethics commissioners and and being and writing letters to the uh, LG. No. I mean, I, I, I can remember, obviously, uh, five years ago when Allison Redford came down those stairs. Oh, yeah. Quite approaching that, but that was a busy day, but, and that was a bit nuts that week, but the, this week here has just been pedal to the metal. So, yeah, it's been busy. So, Tom, is Rachel Notley back in the legislature yet? Has she, she's not apologized, right? Nope, she's not back yet. Uh, we asked her about that today. Uh, she says she's going to look maybe next week. Uh, they're going to be debating the budget next week, so... Uh, we'll likely see her back in the house next week, but uh, she says she's still having conversations around that. Okay, so you had mentioned, you touched on this, uh, Notley argued there was a conflict of interest, mm-hmm. asked the uh, uh, the ethics commissioner, Margarita Tressler, to intervene. Explain to us that process and what happened. Yeah, so she wrote the ethics commissioner yesterday and said, look, uh, this, this bill fires the elections commissioner who is actively investigating the UCP leadership race and their investigations underway. And, and the NDP's argument is, well, look, I mean, Peter Singh is under investigation. He shouldn't be allowed to vote. Jason Kenney, the leader of the UCP, well, he won the leadership contest, so this would benefit him if the elections commissioner were to be fired, according to the NDP. So she says, well, he shouldn't be allowed to have any conversations or votes on this. He wasn't around. He's in Texas, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you know, she named a number of cabinet ministers that have been interviewed as part of that investigation. And she says, quite frankly, the entire UCP caucus benefited from uh, Jason Kenney winning the leadership and going through all that, so maybe they shouldn't be allowed to vote. Now, the ethics commissioner did write a letter back. The NDP actually received it just a, a few minutes before the final vote was to be held, so they called for an adjournment. That obviously didn't happen. But the ethics commissioner, in her findings, says, well, look, uh, we haven't had any complaints uh, issued uh, about them actually voting on this bill, because obviously it hadn't been passed yet. But she says, look, I, I feel an advisory opinion would be useful. And in her letter, she says, look, those individuals who are in the process of being investigated would be in breach of the Conflicts of Interest Act for were they to vote for or discuss Bill 22. Uh, she did speak about individuals with or close associates um, and uh, individuals who are being questioned by the RCMP or uh, ethics commissioners.
says, well, look, it depends on individual circumstances. And there's, you know, a little bit of, uh, it's not really straightforward, but if she had mm. more time, she'd be able to look into this. So the NDP argues, well, now that the vote has been had, they are going to definitely raise this and file a formal complaint with the Ethics Commissioner to see, you know, what were uh, any conflict of interest rules actually broken by anyone who actually cast a vote in the House today. Do you know if any of those people under investigation cast their, ball- cast their, ball- their votes today? So I'm not sure if anybody under investigation cast a ballot, but um, I think a couple people who uh, were interviewed okay. uh, by the RCMP. Okay. You know, they're not under investigation, but they were interviewed as part of the investigation. A couple folks on that end did vote. Uh, Joseph Shaw, one of them, the MLA for Cardston Siksika. I believe Doug Schweitzer voted in favor of it. Um, now, let's make it clear. These people are not under investigation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they were questioned in the investigation, okay. and those are some of the people that the NDP have been asking about. So we know um, Bill 22 makes the election commissioner's job a staff position under the chief electoral officer rather mm-hmm. than an independent office of the legislature, and uh, that contract is terminated. What happens with the investigation now? I mean, the UCP saying, oh, it can, it can continue, but there's a lot of people suspecting that it's not going to happen. Yeah, so the way the legislation is written, it says, look, uh, once this is all moved over, the person in charge, if the chief electoral officer or the new elections commissioner, may continue this. Now, they argue that they use the word may and not will Mm. because the legislature can't prescribe what is and is not investigated. That's what they're they're, um, commenting on the language is. But what the NDP argues, and what uh, I interviewed Duff Conacher from Democracy Watch, and he argues the same thing. This puts a big chill on the investigation. Look, mm-hmm. the guy leading the investigation, once this received, uh, receives royal assent, likely tomorrow, he's going to be fired. And if you're an investigator and you see that happen, what they're arguing is, look, this is going to be chill, put a chill on investigations. Yeah. Are you wanting, willing to risk losing your job? Because this guy did lose his job. Now, UCP continues to argue, well, no, this is just uh, an efficiency thing. Where This investigation mm-hmm. will continue. But, I mean, the NDP are, and many voices outside are saying, oh, Hold on a second. That's not the case at all. Uh, this also transfers the control of the Alberta Teachers Retirement Fund, along mm-hmm. with funds from uh, Workers' Compensation Board, Alberta Health Services, to the Alberta Investment Management Corporation. It's a co- crown corporation. And I think for a lot of people, um, you know, they're like, oh, what, what, what the hell is all this about, right? Yeah. Um, and I know there's even some teachers, and I'm married to one, uh, who's still trying to figure out what exactly this means. Do we know what it means? <sighs> Yeah, what a big part of the bill that really we didn't get to discuss much uh, about because of everything with the elections commissioner, but also because this was introduced on Monday, so we haven't had a lot of time to really talk about a lot of different areas of this. Yeah, so teachers, look, they say they've had their control of their own pensions for eight decades. Why on earth are they having this removed? Now, the UCP argues this is going to lower premiums and, and lead to better benefits because it, you know, they, they, they can lower management costs by putting it all under AIMCO. But I, I think part of the concern is, AIMCO, uh, it's, it's a government crown. They worry that the, that money will be directed. It could receive political influence in that. Maybe they won't have as much say in how their uh, benefits or how their uh, investments are, are put forward. Um, so basically what they're saying is they're losing control of their pension. Now, they will still have members uh, on the board. I, I, I'm going to admit I haven't been able to cover this too much, so I don't yeah. know all the details. But, I mean, basically the argument from teachers and from uh, healthcare professionals are, we're losing control. Um, it's going to go into this big pot of money that we don't have much say over, and they, they have not been consulted on this. They said, this wasn't in the platform. Where did this come from? Why are we losing control? <laughs> Tom, the, the UCP government has really um, has uh, put a bullseye on the unions. There's going to be some uh, tough, tough um, relations uh, with mm-hmm. the unions in this government in the, in the months and in years ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, they put in the, the provision that, look, we're... We're not putting any money uh, forward as far as raises. So, I mean, 
We're looking at uh, you know at least zeros, if not rollbacks. We've heard you know the, quite a bit of language out of this government saying, "Well, we rolled our salary back five percent." Premier, well, I rolled my salary back ten percent. We're showing our, we're doing our part. We don't say that sort of stuff unless you're kind of looking at other people going like, you know, we did our part. So we'll see where this goes. No legislation or anything like that was introduced this time around uh, in this session to roll back wages. Uh, the government went forward after, um, I can't remember which bill it was, but the bill that delayed the um, the arbitration, that is going forward. And the government says, look, they will honor that, honor that. Although what they do say is, look, there's no money. Uh, so if uh, the arbitrator gives uh, wage increases. Well, okay, we'll pay for it in the existing budget, which would obviously mean job cuts for your people making that. So I think it's going to be next spring is when a lot of the contracts start uh, start expiring. So I think next spring it will be. Boy, you think we were busy this week? Let's talk. About, let's talk about what my <laughs> well, first couple of weeks in April look like. Yeah, there's another budget coming, right? So, oh, yes, yeah, great. <laughs> I like I like covering budgets. I like budget day. It's all laid out in front of you there. But boy, they are busy, and there's a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, before I let you go, just a couple more things because I know you're on a deadline. You've got a lot to do as well. Um, <laughs> not late. The NDP vowing to pursue other options to fight Bill 22. Uh, mm-hmm. We know that uh, the NDP has uh, written uh, her honor. Uh, Lois Mitchell, the Lieutenant Governor yeah. of Alberta, asking her to interview, uh, intervene on the grounds that it's an abuse of privilege by the Kenny government. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody I've talked to about this have said that's have, have said that's highly unlikely that it would happen. So they actually heard back from the Lieutenant oh. Governor this morning. Actually, it was while Rachel Notley was walking to her media veil with us in the rotunda after the fact. She says the LG told her she's not going to intervene. Not going so to. So that's uh, that idea. It, it was uh, it was the longest of long shots, um, that one, and it, it is not going to go ahead. So I think what we're going to see is formal complaints being issued to the Ethics Commissioner to really look into things. I don't know if that turns back the clock on uh, legislation, yeah. but we'll see. Uh, I mean, we saw the Ethics Commissioner um, do an investigation into Prime Minister Justin Trudeau after his vote around the SNC-Lavalin mm-hmm. stuff. So I think mm-hmm. we did see stuff nationally that we can kind of look to as maybe, I don't know if Preston's the right word, I'm not a lawyer, I'm sure you have a few listening that will go, why are you saying that word? But um, I mean, we can look to that to see maybe where where that path goes down, but I mean, there has to be an investigation and the Ethics Commissioner has to go through all the facts. Tom, you know, just one more thing. I, I'm not sure that I've seen uh, language, and I had mentioned this to Gord Steinke, uh, who is in from 2 to 2.30. I'm not sure that I've seen language used like this in a very long time. Uh, Rachel Notley saying uh, Bill 22 makes Jason Kenney the most corrupt premier in Alberta mm-hmm. history, calls it a black mark on the UCP government, um, Sarah Hoffman, the uh, opposition NDB critic, saying that it's shameful that Kenny wasn't in the legislature. There's some, there's some very, very strong language being used here, and it's not just from the NDP. I mean, think. I mean, I, I know many of your listeners know who Rick Bell is, but he's a he's a columnist with Sun uh, Calgary Sun, yep. conservative columnist, and he he raised the the specter of, uh, of Alison Redford, right? Yeah. Harkening back to those days, harkening back to to that era, saying, look, we can't go back to this, and he's he's pretty much invoked her name and what's yeah. going on with what we've heard the past few weeks. Because it's yeah. not just this legislation. I mean, we've heard about the, the David Knight leg um, expenses going to London and, mm-hmm. and uh, various meetings. We heard about the flight from Calgary to Saskatoon. So we're, we're hearing a number of different things. The Steve Allen contract yeah. uh, to, to Denton's, right? And so that's a whole other one that people are like, come on. a whole other one, yeah. So, that's I mean, we, it's been, a, it's been a, uh, quite a couple weeks for this government uh, you know, having to put out a lot of different fires in a lot of different areas, and and not just New Democrats raising concerns, but you know, people that are traditionally supportive of, and, of that party. And the premier not here to answer the questions. Yeah, I mean, he's he's on this trip to Texas, and I mean, is it? I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that it was uh, conveniently timed that way, but I mean, 
He was gone the entire time this bill was being debated. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, he didn't have to answer questions on it. Now, I think he is. He's coming back tonight, and I think that we'll be hearing from him in the next couple of days. So mm-hmm. we will get a chance to answer, ask him questions. But it's already passed. Have fun with that, Tom. Thanks so much. <laughs> back Tom to, back th- to the kitties and puppies. Yeah, right? Let's okay, go there back. you go. Tom, yeah. thanks. <laughs> All right, thanks. Keep up the great work. Uh, thanks for having me. Th-